what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hey, Meredith, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm I'm doing good. A little wet where I'm at, but uh, I'm worried because I fear that I almost enjoyed the show last night. It It seemed to move quickly for me last night. You know, I enjoyed it as well. I was watching with my friends and I was saying I feel much more calm watching Tasha as our lead than I do with Claire. Like I, I just feel more relaxed. Everything's back to normal. Well, I, I you know, just to hop right into it under highlights, my notes say that Tasha just seemed like a more appropriate, I'm going to say hostess. Because I'm I'm at the point now where I think that these people are more like hosts or hostesses than than anything else, and she just seemed to be much more appropriate than Claire. Just because she was nice to everyone. Yeah, I mean, you know, with me, to me, it seemed that with Claire, it was oh, you're you're walking on eggshells, and that if you if you said the wrong thing, some switch was flipped, and she just went dark and escorted you out, you know, and, and Tasha just seems a little bit more willing to listen and not as judgmental and, you know, and, and like you said, she just more comfortable. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, um, I think that leads tend to be more along the Tasha tracks than they do the Claire tracks. So that's why I feel like things are back to normal and I'm feeling more comfortable with it. Like we're going to start having, um, normal formatting to this show again, which is what I, I like to see that it makes, it makes podcasting about the show a bit easier for me. Well, and, you know, as, as normal as, as they can figure out crazy dates to have in their resort community with like horses walking, uh, you know, walking up into the pool area. So I, I don't know who's cleaning up after that, but uh, not the job I would want. <laughs> Do you have any other highs that you want to talk about? Well, I put as a highlight, canceling the rose ceremony. I thought that that was uh, considering, you know, the, the, the change in, in Bachelorette. I thought that that was very fair and appropriate in that some of the, some of the guys were a little bit in shock with the, the whole changeover. And, uh, and we, we also got some new potential uh, Bachelor guys that came in as well. Yeah, I thought that was a good call because, I mean, Tasha's starting off night one and typically she would have 30 guys and she only has 20 right now. So I totally understand why she doesn't want to get rid of any of them when she's already starting 10 men down from a typical season. Well, and, and, and uh, yeah, she it, it didn't seem like she really had the opportunity to meet all the guys. And I know that happens. Uh, you know, they're always, always fighting for FaceTime and everything, but uh, in in this situation, it just felt it felt more fair and uh, better for the other guys. Mm-hmm. You have any other highs? Well, I you know I, I don't know if this is a high, but I I did enjoy Riley uh, going all at uh, the new guy Spencer, you know, calling him lunch meat, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know from from you know Riley who just comes across as you know, he's, 
got some impressive title, but screams to me that he's an ambulance chasing lawyer in New York um, who, who says he's had a hard upbringing. And, you know, if Spencer gets in line, it seems like he's about to, to go fist up with him. Yeah, I mean, w- one of my highs, taking a step back from that, was that we got new guys. Um, I thought they were all pretty cute, specifically Spencer. Very attractive to me, very much my type physically. But I was really surprised that we only got four new guys. It seemed kind of like this big hype up and then only four dudes. I don't, it seemed pretty, like a pretty small number to me. But another one of my highs was Tasha's splash ball in general. Um, you know, I love a good Bachelor Nation competitive event. And unfortunately, this wasn't strip splash ball. But we, we did get the Speedo uniform, so I enjoyed it. And we got to see the beginning of Riley and Spencer's little uh, rivalry there. So I, I thought it was interesting. I also enjoyed Spencer getting called lunch meat. I, I like a little bit of animosity within the guys. I don't need them all to be best friends. Well, well it, it, it does seem like they're – I got the, the sense that they were sort of setting us up to like say – you know, here are the surviving guys that we've been with for the last few weeks that are there are guys. And then here are the villainous new guys coming in. So so I got a little bit of, of that vibe. But I, I'll, I'll disagree with you a little bit in that, you know, when I get into lowlights, you know, and, and I don't know if you're done with your highlights, but I had lowlights as why are you bringing in more guys at this point in time? I can't remember the names of the guys that are left. And now you're throwing these new guys at me. You know, so I was, to me, that was unnecessary. I thought 16 guys was very sufficient for where we were at. But uh, so I, I and, and and I don't even think I know all their names. There was Spencer, who's like the surfer guy. And who's the guy with the mustache thing going on? I think his name was Noah. That mustache needs to go. And, and 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 he he reminds me of someone I don't I can't remember who but um, you know he I don't know he he he, he re- maybe maybe the golfer Ricky Fowler I don't know he he looks like somebody I should know and um, you know so I, I I didn't like that you know and then it's more we're wearing speedos now I mean yeah this this remind me of the naked dodgeball and I just couldn't help but think. What would Joseph say about this? I bet he would not have liked it. Wow, that's why he's long gone. I felt pretty bad for poor Blake Moynes, though. He lost the strip dodgeball as well as the speedo splash ball. And this poor kid, he just can't catch a break. He, he just wants to spend time with the girl, and he's never, he's never going to get that chance. I know. He, he, he was pretty mopey. <laughs> he's been mopey since Claire left. I think he needs to pull a Jason and get out of here. Well, what other highlights or lowlights do you have? Well, my last high was I enjoyed the evening portion of Brendan and Tasha's one-on-one date. I I was not really into Brendan. I was like, why is he getting the first one-on-one? There's so many more attractive guys. I don't know anything about him. And then by the end of their date, I was like, okay, I think I I think I enjoy Brendan. And I thought that their dinner date was really nice and like how nervous he was to tell Tasha about being married and divorced. And I guess he didn't realize that Tasha had also been married and divorced. And it was just like a very sweet and sincere conversation to me. I can see that. I can see Brendan maybe being top four material for Tasha. 
Well, I, I tend to agree with you. I didn't, I didn't put it down in, in either of those categories, but, but at first I sort of felt like, oh, you know, Brendan is just so, you know, he, he's fine. He doesn't seem to stand out to me. I think he's got funny hair, um, you know, but he seems like a normal guy. And it was like, why, well, you know, why, why are you picking him? Why is he going on this date? And then uh, as the date went on, like you, I sort of warmed up to him and, and uh, sort of felt like, hey, you know, ultimately you probably want to be with a normal guy. So, uh, so that's great. You know, good, good for Brendan. And, and, and like you said, I appreciated the, the honest conversation that they had. And it uh, seemed to be a, a small piece of normalcy for this show. Yeah, I really liked when he said, I'm not the hottest guy in the house. I'm not the smartest guy. And uh but I'm pretty well-rounded, and that might might not be very hot, but it's definitely husband material. I was like, you know what? We do like a well-rounded guy here. Well, I, I'm glad to hear you say that, since you seem to to uh, you know be ready to rate all the new guys coming in. So that's that's good that you recognize marriage material. Good for you. No, I you know I have a lot of levels to me. Okay. You're 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 a complicated young lady. That's fine. <laughs> Okay, let's get into my lows. My first okay. one is Tasha trying to explain her job to the new men. I don't remember what Tasha was before she, be- she came on the show the first time, but she's definitely just an influencer now. Like she makes all of her money on Instagram, going to events, making appearances, all of that kind of stuff. And she described it as like the beauty and lifestyle space. And I don't know, is that how we're defining influencers in a professional way, like on resumes now? But it made me laugh. I don't, I'm not, I respect people that can make their living as an Instagram influencer, but I, probably just because I'm jealous of it, I wish I could make money that way. But it was a low for me, like watching her stumble through trying to explain being an influencer. Yeah, and I, yeah, I'm, my my generation is really not uh, comfortable or familiar with uh, someone's vocation being a Instagram influencer. So I I sort of knew what she was saying. I'm not seeing a lot of resumes come across my desk with that as uh, a vocation. So um, you know, whatever if that's what you can do and, and make a living. You know, to me, it sounds like a, a professional athlete who has a shelf life for a short period of time. I would assume that. Uh, an influencer also uh, better make the money while they can because that's probably not a long-term career. Yeah, definitely. Um, another one of my lows was that we are taking time away from the beginning of Tasha's season to talk about Claire and Dale. I think I can speak for a majority of Bachelor Nation when I say, we don't care anymore, and we're ready to move on. I don't need 20 minutes of Chris Harrison asking Claire and Dale if they ever talked before the show. We don't care. It's in the past. We would like to forget it ever happened. Please don't ever show Claire and Dale on my screen again. I'm over it. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to see that you don't appreciate Chris Harrison's invest, investigative journalism skills there and that he was you know, doing his, his best to, to crack this case and figure out whether, whether uh, there had been communication between them. And, um, and how, many, how many cries did uh, we get out of Claire uh, during that session? 
just two, but two and twenty, <laughs> two and like the ten minute interview is is a good amount. And I, I don't appreciate Chris Harrison's investigative journalism because we had this last week when he's sitting down with Claire and being like, "Tell me the truth. Did you ever talk to him?" And she said no. And like. Claire's freaking psycho, but she's not a liar. Like she's she seems psycho because she has no filter and is always telling the truth. I don't think that she lied to us about that. Okay, well, I, I didn't. You know, I I I watch them like I watch a, a a car wreck. It's hard to turn away, but I've had enough of them as well. Okay, my last low is poor Jason. He. I think I said this every single week. He has just been destroyed by that emotional one-on-one with Claire. And he has never been able to recover. We have turned on the fire hydrant that is his feelings. And we have no way to shut it off. And he is just spewing them all over the place. He even said he fell in love with Claire. Are you kidding me? Is that a joke? I just do not believe that at all. It just seems pathetic to me. Well, well, as you remember, I chose Jason as one of my finalists. And I think one of the reasons that I did was that in his bio, he specifically said that that he was coming there because he was really interested in Claire and this particular person. Um, You know, so so I I think he came into it with with the, the focus on her, which I guess is what we all would hope these guys would be doing and not just going there to, um, to create their influencer lifestyle vocation. But, um, you know, that's what happens when you make these guys, uh, try to get in touch with their feelings, bad things. So, um, you know, be careful about that, uh, of, of turning on that, as you say, the fire hose of feelings or, or, or whatever from, from folks. And, and poor Jason just always at this point, as as we recall, he's a former player, uh, football player. We we worry about um, his what mental his long- health. Yeah, over the long term, and yeah, you know, to me, he sort of strikes me as the guy that uh, you know a little push in a certain direction, and he just might go a little bit psycho. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Yeah, which, you know, maybe would have worked well with Claire. Maybe, maybe. I'm glad he's gone. I think it's for the best. I also just don't want to talk about him anymore because I just keep saying the same thing because he is just not growing as a character. He is stuck, and I'm ready to say bye. However... I didn't really like the way Taisha handled the goodbye at first, like trying to force him, not force him, but be like, are you sure? Like, I don't want you to miss out on something because you're not open to it here. And I'm like, Taisha, come on. Don't be greedy, girl. You got 19 other guys that are excited to be there for you. Like, you can let this one out. Well, well, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And, and, and to me, that that transitions to my to my right reasons and wrong reasons, if you're ready to go there. Let's do it. Okay. And that, as I think I've said on this podcast before, I've been waiting for the person to, to wake up one day and say, you know, I'm really, I'm not really into this girl or I'm not here for the right reasons. I got to go. 
And Jason was that guy who, you know, it's, it's nice that we were hanging out at the resort, you know, that he seems to actually be well-liked by the other guys and seems to be enjoying hanging out there with them. But, um, you know, because uh, Claire's put him through the ringer and he's now damaged, he recognizes that he needs to get out and, and not take up time with Tasha that could be used by other guys. So, um, you know, to me, he's a hero for, for how we approach this and a normal guy, a guy that I'd like to go get a beer with at some point in time. And, and if a bar fight breaks out, I want him to be on my side. I do not consider him a hero. I just cannot get past the like emotional psychopath that fell in love with Claire also in less than 12 days. I mean, Claire's pretty and all, but she's, She's a hot mess. Like, why are all these guys falling in love with her? And why aren't any of them falling in love with me? I'm way more eligible and sane. Well, they haven't met you yet, okay? So just uh, chill out, you know, and, and seeing that you're not going to go on that show, you know. If you're lucky. The dad commands. Um, you know, that's that's not how we want you to, to, to meet those fellows. So, uh, you know, and I, what, what are the odds that Jason ends up on the, on the, uh, the, the island show. I would say pretty high. If he can uh, reel in his fire hydrant of feelings, I think he could uh, do pretty well there next summer. So, you know, me and the other dads have a, a, a virtual cocktail hour every Monday night. And, and and the other dads are big fans of the podcast. And, and we were trying to find out, uh, trying to come up with an appropriate name for, for the island show. And, and we sort of went around and around and we came up with Chlamydia Island. How does that sound to you? I like your old name better. I'm not allowed to use that on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not, I think you need to keep workshopping that name then. I'm not sold on it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll bring that back up to the group next week. <laughs> okay. Um, so do you have any other right reasons? So, so I, I, going back to your, your friend, Claire and, and Dale, yeah, you know, I, I and, and I didn't know if, if this is a right reason or wrong reason. And, and, you know, Claire, Claire is a hot mess and she, you know, she's got this wonderful guy of her dreams and she's still crying um, and, and, and making a scene. And, and she was talking about, you know, just last night I was having all this anxiety and pacing around and, and Dale was there for me and everything. And I'm thinking, well, you know, on the one hand, that's great for Dale. I mean, it seems like he's a very comforting, certainly very calming influence uh, on roller coaster Claire. And then on the other hand, I'm saying, you know, wrong reason. You know, you're gonna you're gonna chase this guy off, and and I can see you having another sit down with Chris Harrison next season, explaining why you and Claire, you and Dale broke up, and. And, and I don't know why you'll say the reason is, but it's because it's going to be hard on poor Dale there. Now he's, he's got a lot of work to do uh, if he's going to be able to make it with this, uh, with Claire. Yeah, they seem to be doing well though. I, I follow Claire on Instagram. She and Dale went to his hometown in one of the Dakotas. Don't remember which one. And she met the family. They did the whole hometown date thing and, they seem to still be doing pretty well. So he's, he's had her psycho crazy self to him, like just the two of them since the show, since they got off the show 
and he's lasted this long. So I think that's a good sign. Well, I, I guess that is a good sign. I mean, I, I you know, and that, and I was thinking to myself, you know, you know, what do we really know about Dale? Because he, he's sort of been much more quiet in which with Claire, it's hard to sometimes get a word in, um, you know, is he, you know, is he a mafioso? Is he? You no, know, he's what, a party city model. Is is that a full time job too? I don't know. I don't know. We know that he played on multiple um, practice squads in the NFL, and that he models for Party City in his past. And you know, if that doesn't make a great guy, then what what does these days? You know, when you bring that guy home, I'm sort of going to scratch my head a little bit and say and. So, and what is your income potential now, Dale? Uh, you know, practice squad uh, football player and and the uh, party city model. I'm worried. How are you going to support my my lovely daughter? And his answer is Instagram influencer. <sighs> okay. Well. Okay. All right. Let's get into some better things. My right reasons are all pretty much like the same thing with different people. Like Ivan's first conversation with Tasha. Like. I really like Ivan. You have him in your top four. I wish I had him. He seems really, I, I just like him a lot. He seems like a, the nerdy, sweet guy. You know, he plays chess. Big fan there. And then I was getting good vibes between Zach and Tasha. They seem to have some good chemistry, even though it wasn't something I expected. I enjoyed watching them talk. And then I had the same feeling between Easy and Tasha. They seem to be a really fun and giggly couple. Like, I just saw so many potential connections that Tasha was making and I, I really enjoyed seeing it since that's not something that we really got from the first four episodes of this season. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. And I'm, I'm, I've been a fan of Ivan. He, he also strikes me as marriage material and you know, he's a little, little bit shy, but uh, if you read his bio, he would seem very accomplished and, uh, uh, also had earning potential. You know, I think he's an engineer or something. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm pro Ivan. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. So that, those were my right reasons. I just, I enjoyed seeing Tasha making all of these good connections with, with guys that I saw her having good connections with and guys maybe I wasn't expecting, but it, it's been fun to see. And I'm excited to, to see who actually ends up in her final four. Cause I, I really haven't been able to pin down what Tasha's type is. She she doesn't seem to have like a, a, a stereotypical type that she goes for. So it's fun to watch. Yeah, you know, and 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 I I didn't choose Easy to be in the final four, but I've enjoyed him very much. Although I will say, it seems like we got a, a shot of him at some point in in a sleeveless hoodie uh, when he was hanging out in the house, which I I, I questioned is. His fashion sense, but it's probably you know, I'm probably not exactly the uh, the guy that should be questioning fashion sense at this point. I mean, he's going for the Bill Belichick look. You got to respect that. Well, I think Easy probably has better toned arms than Bill Belichick, but uh, well, that's why Bill Belichick wears that T-shirt underneath. Okay. What <laughs> else? You, what else you got? Um, well, do you have any other right reasons, or we we can move to the wrong ones? Let's let's go ahead and move to the wrong ones. Okay. My wrong reason, I'm giving it to Spencer. He He's an early favorite for me coming out of the limo. I said it before, very attractive guy, but I'm also getting some villainy vibes from him, 
even though he like got the first impression rose, got Tasha's first kiss, like there's just something about him. He looks like he enjoys stirring the pot. Like he seems like the typical frat boy that knows he has daddy's money behind him and he's not afraid to uh to stand up to the cops downtown. That's the vibe I get from him. And I I think Kenny said it best. He said, you know, don't take this the wrong way, bro. You kind of come off as a dick. Well, I, I think we got that bleeped out, but I, I sort of th- thought that was what Kenny was saying as well, yes. Yeah, so he, he just seems like quite the pretty boy to me that likes – he he can he thinks he can do whatever he wants because he has daddy's money behind him, and I think that Tasha's gonna fall for it for a bit, but I don't think that she's gonna end up with him, and I think he's gonna be our new season villain. Yeah, I, I could see that coming, and and um, yeah, and and as we mentioned, Riley also wants uh, to take him on, was calling him lunch meat, so. So it looks like he's going to be getting fire from from several different directions there, and that's that's fine with me. Yeah, and, the old guys do not seem to like him. Not like old as an age, but our our original guys. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I put down it. I I just sort of found it amusing, and I and I called it uh, wrong reason. It maybe it's not, but yeah, these guys all seem rather downcast sitting around at the beginning of the show, not knowing what was going on. And, you know, and then uh, Tasha walks in and Tasha is a very beautiful looking woman and, and their, their spirits just go boom right through the roof. And that, uh, you know, we're, you know, and, and uh, because they're guys and they're just ogling her and, uh, uh, you know, and obviously physical attraction is one thing, but that's, ultimately not what will make the relationship. But I, I was just amused by that. And the, the other thing I put down for wrong reason is I, I think it's Jordan. He's the fellow with the glasses, I think. Mm-hmm. They, they were interviewing him and he was saying, yeah, I was thinking about going home. And I think this is after beautiful Tasha comes in. Uh, but you know, then I thought about it and it's like the process works. So I'm going to stay here. And I'm like saying the process works. How many of these things actually work out? Not very many, Jordan. You know, um, so, you know, enjoy the view, but the uh, the process doesn't work. It works for some, and I the Bachelorette seasons have a better track record of success than the Bachelor seasons. I mean, do we need to get into why? I mean, sure, we. I will. I think it's because women know what they want and men don't, and so the ba- the female leads. You know, they pick what's good for them and. The male leads don't, and that's why Bachelorette seasons are more successful. Maybe that's just my opinion, but I think this process will work. And if we get two love stories out of one season, you know what? I'm here for it. Well, who's your who's your MVP of uh, the show last night? Well, obviously, it's Tasha. She's just so refreshing to have on the show. It's nice to have a sane lead again. She's just happy and bubbly and bringing a lot of energy. And I, I just genuinely enjoyed watching it for the first time this season. I've, I've felt comfortable again. Well, good call, safe call, and I, I think uh, that's the right call. Mm-hmm. So you have any fatherly advice to wrap us up? A few things. Uh, you know, number one, uh, I, I never really got a good handle on how long uh, – 
Claire was on the show before she and Dale, you know, um, 12 days, 12 days. You know, you know so I, I put don't date somebody for two weeks and then get engaged to them. So that's fatherly advice. Number one. We'll see about that one. <sighs> Please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, some attributes that I found to be discussed or in the show that I don't usually see that I sort of like that are, I felt to be good attributes. If you're in a relationship, you know, Claire was, Claire was saying that Dale is a strong man, but also vulnerable, which I think is nice. Um, Tasha was saying that Brendan was humble, which he, he seems to be, as you were saying, you're saying he's not the most handsome guy. He's not the smartest guy, but he's marriage material material. You know, and just the whole honesty approach that that Brandon and Tasha uh, used in, in talking about their their previous marriages and relationships and everything. I, I thought those were all great attributes uh, uh, to build a strong real relationship that that I hope people uh, can use. And then my final piece of, of bad advice is you know, you know Chris is you know interviewing. Claire and Dale and ask what's next. And Claire just blurts out babies. <laughs> yeah. And I just wrote down and do your best to not make the babies before you get married. You know, it, it doesn't always work out the way, but you know, from, from a dad's approach, please get married first then have the babies. Well, that's a very traditional view. It's 2020 now thing, you know, global pandemic, there are really no rules anymore. We can do things how we'd like. However, I do think that Claire is definitely poking holes in all of her condoms with Dale. He is that kind of girl. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's leave it with that visual. <laughs> okay. Join us next week to hear all about Tisha's season from the right perspective and my dad. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.